0: Welcome to our newest adventure for First Responder Wellness, No One Fights Alone, in-depth conversations about mental health and culture in the First Responder space. We're joined by your co-hosts, Austin Pedersen and Brad Shepard.
1: Welcome to 2024. Austin, it's good to be back and actually in our podcast studio. This is awesome.
2: This is the uh, fruits of my labor, I guess just shows you how much my labor is worth because it's not that great
1: well I think it goes to show that uh we have so many listeners that we're actually gaining traction and and I can't say that with any kind of <laughs> I say it with gratitude yeah because I'm really thankful that there's that many people out there paying attention to us and I'm a little surprised myself
2: well there's there's definitely some some weird fear attached to it because every single time someone's like oh you're the podcast guy that I listen to I'm like yeah, that, yeah no like don't don't do that. <laughs> don't like make it a thing in front of me. It's it's it feels weird, doesn't it? It
1: mm-hmm. feels weird when you when you talk about it because you're. I mean, I record these thinking, okay, maybe we'll get some listeners. Maybe we don't. We. I was surprised. I. I mean, I pleasantly surprised. But I think on the heels of that, I would offer up a blanket thank you to all listeners out there for listening to us and giving us this chance to actually, you know, talk about things that are passion that are passionate to us, that we feel strongly about and, and which is health and treatment and recovery. Uh, and under those umbrellas are suicide and depression and substance abuse. And, you know, these are all topics that nobody really likes to talk about. Yeah. I
2: mean, all those are, they'll go hand in hand. Uh, and, you know, in an everyday household, you're just not going to talk about them. I think that that's natural. But last year was 65 episodes, which blows my mind. That amazes me. You yeah. know, towards
1: the end of the year, it felt like 65, didn't it? It
2: did, yeah. It it felt like 100, yeah. to, to be honest. It felt like a little bit of a grind towards the end of, like, we got to get this mm-hmm. done. We've got to... Uh, Make sure that we keep putting out episodes, and I think that's when you kind of lose
1: lose traction or like lose right. authenticity, maybe a little bit. You know, the renewal though, every once in a while, to get this renewed spirit. The renewal was like when we'd hear from listeners, or we'd we'd realize that we we're making an impact. For me personally, it was wow, there a lot of people are listening to this. Or Haley, our social media uh, expert, would reach out and say, "Hey, you guys are." doing great work or you're killing it in this area and and it would renew my spirit but it that's a lot of work yeah it's a lot
2: yeah but i think we had some really cool ones last year like the first year that we had it going on i'm gonna be honest with you it was i think we put out like 15 episodes in six months and it was kind of dragging our feet like figuring out what the actual purpose was of this and like what we wanted to do with it and then last year it just turned into like an actual direction and some really, really cool people that came on that we got to meet. that I don't think we would normally get to do that.
1: Well, there was so many. I mean, every episode offered up out of that 65 was amazing. Yeah. It I got some out of every single one. Every one of them. Yeah. Just so many either experience, a story that just was heavy or some type. And or a lot of times it was both resources. Hey it because it was a story that drove a passion to have them do something you know I've got some favorites Same. What, what are what are some of your favorites and the, the
2: first one that sticks to mind I loved Brad Wadby's episode he was really good yeah and I think that I think part of the reason I really enjoyed it was like instead of putting a host hat on for that episode I think we spoke I think it was an hour long and I think we spoke a total of three minutes. <laughs>
1: you know for us a lot of times it's uh, a little bit difficult in leading or prompting and and I get it because it's it's you're it's a little nerve-wracking knowing that you're you know you're throwing your your life out there to be judged and and ridiculed possibly by yeah. people on but Brad killed, it. He, killed did, it he really needed little if any prompts of here's the mic take off and he
2: did yeah and that's that's what I really liked about it was like I just got to kind of sit back and really listen, and not because I think some of the parts of, of hosting is you've got to think what's next, right? Like, right. how do I how do I ask a question that's going to be relevant, or or a question that some people are wondering, you know, you're you're thinking they're wondering about, right? And with him, it was just go. Well, a lot of these,
1: uh, I do a lot of back work on them, and I do a lot of um, I'll call them up. Hey. I know your story, but I may not really know your story. So when we podcast, can we go through some of this? Brad called him up. He's like, put me on the mic. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of nervousness that comes with it. You're like, hmm. But I mean, anyway, we're talking about the interview portion. I think also in addition to that, talking about him is the substance, the depth of his story was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, What about you? You know, um, I it's it's really hard. It's really hard to pick from sixty five episodes, but if I were to highlight a couple, um, you know, and which which we're going to highlight several here, but man, Liz and Scott, Liz and yeah. Scott, and and I'm biased because they're very close personal friends of mine, but they just have an incredible story of pain and recovery.
2: Yeah, and it hits a different different group of people Mm -hmm. i think like a lot of people i think that that's going on in their household like suffering or fights or you know resentments and all that kind of stuff and they they laid it on the table to where a lot of people i think can understand it and vibe with it and use it as a a, as a tool in their own relationship
1: you know they do um presentations and and talks all over the United States and they're just as transparent on the stage as They were on the podcast about, I mean, really, you know, with, with, with a due regard of civility, there's nothing off limits. I mean, they were down to talking about what goes on behind the bedroom door, which is pretty rare, but they really recognize that that's important to people and they're passionate about it. It was so, yeah, I, I, I love them. I think they're, I think they're amazing. And I think their story was, really well received by mm-hmm. the listeners um but so yeah that's one of my favorites what what about you what else and i loved tim <laughs> like yeah. that's i know that that's another you know little
2: cops nudge there but it wasn't only his story which i i thought was really eloquent and and well put but it was the way he present like i felt during that one cuz i did go and see him speak in salt lake for the um TLE, and it was a similar story, but I felt that that time like I was sitting down watching someone present, and I just really enjoyed what he talked about the life that you know he's lived and you know where he's going moving forward too with it.
1: You definitely another one that you can really just feel the passion, even through the podcast, you can feel his passion. You know, having lost a dear friend to suicide, that story is just heart wrenching. But you know, Tim's a great friend. Uh, he I met him years ago uh, at a speaking event, and we just clicked. We just hit it off. And he is he is such a good guy. Sheriff up in New York in yep. a very remote uh, rural county of New York. Just solid, solid dude. So well, that
2: one was the first one that I'm like, oh, this is what like this is what I want. You know, yeah. like there's, there's definitely one with Trevor too, that I felt the same way, but that was sort of an outlier. Right. Cause it was one out of 15, the first 15 that we did where I won, where I really was like, man, I really, really like this one. Um, And Tim's was like, this is the start of something really cool. Where I got a little bit, I mean, when you're doing it, everyone knows, I think the average podcast lasts seven episodes. Right. And then people just kind of throw it away. They're not getting listeners. right? And then you look at numbers and it's like, you're in the top twenty-five percent if you get like a hundred listens uh, a week, which is like you feel like is nothing. But that was when I was like, okay, we can we can do this. We I can would, do so. We yeah. can do something with this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring up Trevor because that's probably another one of my favorites. Is Trevor? Just but that the, was
2: twenty twenty two.
1: Was that the? Yeah. Was that right? We didn't have yeah. him in twenty three. No. No, that we was did not. 22. Well, so hang on. We're going to have him on again in twenty four. Yeah. Because he's his. Okay, I apologize that I'm skewing my my numbers there, but he his ability to make um, rational sense of the really difficult topic of PTSD, trauma, stress, all of it he just he just makes it so palatable. Um, I love having, and we're going to have him on. We're going to have him on again this year.
2: Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and we'll steal his time some way or another.
1: Well, so, okay, I'm going to take mine back then. So in addition to Trevor, Max Morgan, I know we had him on in 23. Max, great friend, just, uh, I mean, make you hit the feels. Yeah. His story just is incredible. And now to see him so um, powerful maybe that's not the right word, him doing so much great work and in such a position to be able to do that work within the Concerns of Police Survivors community, he's moving mountains. Yeah, we're plugging cops today, aren't we? We kind of are. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of are. That's okay.
2: That just means they have good speakers, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the reality of it is go to, a, go to a cops conference each year and you'll get to hear these people live.
1: We had some fire guys and some uh, vets, yeah, and some uh, some EMS. I know we had Jane, Janie, with uh, her, her paramedic stories, and yeah. uh, Reed Hastings, uh, Reed Hasty, our veteran uh, guy. Well, Fields,
2: I mean, see, that was one. That was one. I I can't remember why I had to miss that episode, but I didn't get to be a part of it. But I listened to it obviously when we went to the editing process. No, I, I think
1: you were on vacation, and I think it was just ended up being Chris and I.
2: Yeah. That was a great episode.
1: Yeah, that and I knew, of course, episode. the the entirety of it was about uh, Murrah Building bombing, which is Oklahoma, which yeah. I felt very comfortable in being able to do. But his his story, you know, still, yeah, what are we twenty? You know, almost thirty well, years. Yeah, it's almost thirty, 30 years, years later. Yeah. We're we're just shy. We're about a year and a half from being thirty years later.
2: Yeah, that picture still. I know it's a very famous picture, but it still gives me goosebumps just to, like, even think about it, but then see it is, uh, you know, a whole thing Yeah, as well. What else? What else do you... Man, you know, I really like the interviews, but, I mean, this goal when we first started, too, was to bring up resources, right? And, like, especially in this treatment industry, everyone kind of looks at each other as... Competition or enemies or frenemies, you know whatever it is, uh, and I enjoyed the treatment centers that we brought on. Gosh, yes, yeah, you know, like that's that's a real thing because I think each person when we when we ask to have them on, they're kind of they kind of give you like a little. Side, Adam Adam you, did that. He yeah, like, like, why you want why what? you want us on? Yeah, wait, what? Yeah, and uh, but then you get them to come on and talk about it, and
1: I mean, let's be honest, we did ask Adam to come to our hotel room.
2: That was a little weird. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we locked the door behind him. So I think he got a little wide eyed at that one. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but I, I like the fact that they came on and talked about it. Weirdly enough, those don't get the most listens, but I think that's natural because people aren't coming on to listen to a, a treatment center talk. Yep. But they're some of my favorites.
1: Yeah, because they had great stories behind them. Yeah. Adam had a great story behind it. Uh, Molly Jones, Alex uh, with uh, Centers of Excellence, Alex Mines. Uh, yeah, shatterproof. Yeah, I mean, those are those are great stories. Yeah, yeah, and then we and got the people who are hearing them need to hear them. Yeah, exactly.
2: But and, and I think that they probably, I mean, the the natural scope of this is that you know people would rather probably listen to a cool story than they would listen to a treatment center. But I mean, it's important for them to listen to you know different options across the country.
1: I think it keeps us true to to our goal. When you and I sat down, our goal was you know, experience and resources. And it
0: keeps us true to that mission. The No One Fights Alone podcast is excited to announce the launch of our new merchandise line. Now you can show your support for our mission by purchasing one of our hats, shirts, or hoodies. Our merchandise not only represents our brand and message, but also supports a great cause. A portion of all proceeds will go towards helping individuals and families affected by mental health. Wearing our merchandise not only spreads awareness for our podcast, but also serves as a reminder that no one has to fight alone. Join us in showing your support and spreading the message of hope and community by purchasing one of our No One Fights Alone items today from our website, nofapodcast.com, nofapodcast.com.
2: I don't ever want to lose. I think think when I started this thing in my life of wanting to work in treatment and everything has been about a decade. I never wanted to turn into one of those guys. Everybody knows like there's the <laughs> there's the meme out there that makes me laugh always. And it pops up like every year or two. But it's like a picture of like three or four um, pretty buff dudes with like, you know, they each have sleeves tattoo sleeves, and then, like, the caption at the bottom is, if your admissions person looked like this, then you definitely got body brokered. <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite memes of all time because I had, I had one of those interactions back in the day uh, during a treatment stay for me where I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I just got sold to a treatment center.
1: Um, Do we want to explain body, body brokering for people who don't? know what that is because it probably it probably needs to be talked about. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: <laughs> body brokering, it still does happen today. Definitely more under wraps. There's a movie out about it actually, which if you haven't seen it, it is worth I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's worth watching. It's a little bit of a brutal watch for sure. Um, but I think it's like 3.99 on Amazon to rent, but it's basically about, you know, this kid who is addicted to drugs and Meets a guy and he gets him into treatment, and then he starts working for the treatment center, kind of seeing the back end stuff. But body brokering is basically where someone would get paid per individual to go to a treatment center, right? So, you know, prior to 2017, there was no laws against it. So you could pay somebody anywhere from zero to, you know, five grand, maybe even more for some people, and they would help someone get into your treatment center basically like a referral but for money uh and florida was big california was big i mean those are the two biggest treatment center states nothing against them just the reality of of the work uh and it was so bad what would happen is they they kind of cycle people through and They would, like, put them into sober livings that were unsafe environments and get them back addicted to drugs, get them back in the treatment center again and again and again. Uh, And so, I mean, people were making hand over fist. 2017, they passed a law that made that illegal. And so currently right now I believe it's seven years in prison and a $100,000 fine for body brokering. So you cannot pay per individual for someone to go into treatment still happens there's ways around it and it's it's definitely frowned upon but like the rest of the world right like there's scummy parts of every industry
1: well I think that's uh well let me preface it by saying I've got a close friend who feels like he was brokered he was body brokered and if he thinks that he probably was but um you know I think that's the um to highlight not just Chateau, but these resources that we've offered up centers of excellence and, uh, Shatterproof and, and, uh, FHE Shatterproof and transformations, the, uh, you know, these, these facilities, they stay above the waterline on this, uh, this point and many others, which is one of the reasons I really like working for Danny. He just has this really deep sense of, uh, good character and very positive integrity. Um, so anyway, now we're sounding like an infomercial. So, If we go back to kind of twenty-three, to piggyback off the resources for treatment, I think resources for me, I should highlight maybe some of the nonprofit resources. You know, uh Wound of Blue was highlighted, Mm. uh um Blue, uh Blue Cancer Connect, we highlighted, had Vicky on uh survivors of Blue Suicide, Shelly Jones, uh Max Morgan and a couple others we highlighted concerns of police survivors. Meg. Meg Um, was Meg make everything great. Yeah. Um uh, Meg Hawkins, Reed Hasty, Mighty Oaks Foundation. Uh, you know, these, these were powerful uh, resource nonprofits out here doing so, so good. Great work.
2: Yeah. But in saying that, which leads me into our next, you know, part that I want you to talk about is I think we kind of were all over the place a little bit last year where we're still figuring out what we want to do. Right. So, like, you may have a Chris Fields talk about the Oklahoma City bombing on a Tuesday and then you'll talk, you know, have Meg, a nonprofit that helps pay for flights and, you know, other things for people on a Friday. So it was a little bit, a uh, little bit all over the place. Sure. Would you say?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think we. Uh, a couple things. I know me personally, but I think I can speak for both of us. I don't think we realized how su- much success we were going to gain, some traction we were going to gain. So we were just throwing a lot on the wall to see what stuck and. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot stuck and I, and from feedback from listeners and from looking at our analytics, um, you know, we're going to take another big swing at this in 2024. And, and for the listeners, what we have in store is that we're going to categorize, uh, 2024 with some, with some themes. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm excited about this. We're going to, we're going to organize it a little bit, uh, more. We're going to have it, uh, thematically. We're going to start off the year. Uh, with a little PTSD and treatment conversations, and we're going to use some of our local experts here uh, and, you know, draw in some other resources. But we're going to talk about um, relationships, uh, suicide. These are just some of the categories that we have in mind. Um, uh, Suicide, leadership, relationships, healthy lifestyle, um, substance abuse, that definitely needs to be, an addiction. I think in addition to substance abuse, addiction needs to be talked about, which is, can be social media or pornography or pornography, man. It's a huge one. We're going to have a pornography uh, conversation. Yeah. Uh, One of the guys reached out and said, Hey, I'm willing to do this. He's willing to be very transparent about his, his walk down the really dark road of pornography and we're going to have him on. Um, And then um, depression and anxiety. Uh, I don't think we have conversations about, kind of what that is and and how people have walked through it. So we're going to we're going to talk a little bit because it's a sneaky foe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I also think that it's
2: also an overused term now. I'm just anxious along just, with PTSD.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Definitely. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of just revert to like a safety word which which yeah. is now like I'm just anxious. Yeah. And people are just supposed to be like okay, Back off. Let them do their thing.
1: I hear PTSD used all the time. Yeah, uh, my PTSD's kicking, and I just got triggered. Uh, yeah, you, you you're insulting me. I mean, I don't say anything, but
2: yeah, I mean, it's definitely overused. And it well, it's like I said, it's a safe word, right? What is does somebody spell? You don't have that. Shut up, right? Like you're not. No one's gonna gonna hear that back. So it's a safe word to use, and it kind of cheapens cheapens it a little bit, yeah. in my opinion. There are plenty of people. Uh, that do suffer from that, but now I think it's a little overused.
1: So we're going to highlight some resources again. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of resource section. Uh, I think we've, you know, there's just so many incredible resources out there, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't keep true to our yeah. to the spirit of what we intended with this to to do some resources. But I got to tell you, as a as a personal passion of mine, the leadership really. I'm excited about that one. And I'll just give you a hint, the listeners, a little bit of a hint. So we're going to highlight some leadership across the country in, in their respective disciplines. And then we're going to have a leadership forum. I've got four yeah. specific leaders that have consented to all sit down at the same time and talk about uh, how, how we're doing nationally and how we can be better nationally. What, and, and hopefully that, there are some leaders out there that listen to that and say, man, that's a great idea. I'm going to try that. Uh, You know, and and, uh, I've got a chief from uh, law enforcement, a chief from fire. I've got a national director in EMS world, and I've got a, a uh, mental health professional, a psychologist that teaches mental health and leadership. I've got all four of them have consented to sit down. I'm super excited about that.
2: Yeah, that's a cool one. I mean, when you presented that idea, I'm like, this is, if we can make it work. I've sat on a forum before uh, for addiction and um, basically over-prescribing in hospitals. And it was, a it was the way it was run, it was awesome. But then I've watched other forums when I'm like, uh. Yeah. Yeah, get, get that under control. Um, but... That's that's definitely one of the things I'm looking forward to the most is the
1: as the uh, forums. Yeah, well, I think uh, so. And just to just to highlight, uh, you know, some of the it, we did this highlight on the substance use and addiction piece and the leadership piece, the resources, uh, the PTSD, uh, the healthy style is going to be uh, nutrition and eating well and sleeping well. And, you know, overall living, um, I'd like to, I'd like to see if we can get somebody on to talk about boundaries. Nobody talk. nobody likes to talk about boundaries, but I think that's a topic that we really need to, one is nobody, nobody knows really what they are. Like what, and, and when you throw up boundaries, people are like, no, no, no. But it really is, uh, is healthy lifestyle living. Yeah. So, you know, there's that, that segment is another one that I'm really excited about and looking forward to.
2: Yeah, and I think we want to we open it up to people, you know, that don't listen, right? Because they don't listen because they don't want to hear somebody's struggles and how they overcome sure. it. Maybe it triggers their own stuff that they've gone through or maybe it's just, you know, not their vibe, whatever it may be. But this would open up to segments, right, of like— Well, I am really interested in nutrition, so I'm going to listen to these four episodes and I'm not going to listen to the rest of the podcast. That's fine to me, right? Like that's – I'm okay with that, but we need to have – we need to open it up for people that want that style.
1: Well, I think there's an as a – categorically, there's a group of listeners. I know it's not all listeners, but from feedback, we've got uh, an area of listeners that – it's about relationships. And these can be conversation topics within the home. So – you know, the feedback from Scott and Liz's was hey, this really impacted us and now we can have conversations about this because we're not the only ones experiencing this. that was the that's the power of the Scott and Liz story. And I think um, being able to maybe offer up a hey, let's sit down and listen to this and then let's have a conversation about it and then you know the the backside of that is, if you all have questions or want more information, all you have to do is reach out to us through, you can reach out to us Instagram, through website, through chat. And you and I have been openly and freely giving our cell phone out at any time. I know me personally, you can text me anytime for 405-245-5139. And just say, Hey, can I, can I have some more information or can I, can I have this person's email and reach out to, you know, Dr. Dr. Trevor, can I reach out to angry Viking? Of course. You know, they, these, these people have, that have come on and they've, we at the end of the podcast say, would you like to be connected? And how would you like to be connected? And uh, so, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great opportunity for within a home because part of our mission is building healthy people professionally and personally and within the home have conversations about some of these topics. And I know that's bold, but, man i'm just super impressed with how deep we reached in 2023
2: yeah and it, i mean sky's the limit right just depends on how much effort we want to put into it that's that's the biggest thing right like this is a this is a podcast that doesn't make money
1: well listen you and i retired by the end of by the yeah. end of uh about august september we i mean our tongues were hanging out and our we were dragging. And we had put a lot of effort and energy into this. And, and it shows. We got a lot of feedback of saying, hey, you've – and it was a, it was at good times too because I'd be tired and, and I'd get a phone call from Washington, D.C. saying, hey, I just listened to that podcast. It was amazing, blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. But that's when it's a passion project, right? Like if you lose the passion, which I think is why we needed a couple of months off, then that's that's when you lose the goal. Because like I just said, like, we're, we don't, we don't make a wage from doing this. This is, this is our passion project and this is what we want to do. And, you know, uh, we'll see after we teach you how to edit some more, if you're still down to do this or if you can stand your own voice, but, uh, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. And, um, I know that this is a short episode, right? Like this is just our little, little break open to, to let everyone know, know what the plan is and. We'll still try to release, you know, once a week at least, two episodes a week. It's just kind of, we're not going to hold ourselves to some high standard because, like I said last year, that was one of the things of like, man, I'm holding myself to two episodes a week, and now it's a job, not a a passion It will be a minimum
1: of one a week. Yeah. I mean, we agreed
2: agreed upon that. That's doable. Yeah, that's doable. Yeah, that's doable.
1: Two a week was a little rough. Yeah,
2: it got, Fridays were long, long
1: days. Yeah. So, cause this is a collateral for both of us. Yeah. This is, this, I mean, we have a lot going on. It's not, uh, that's certainly not complaining. It's just saying, this is a, again, a passion project and we love doing it. And so again, I know I'm, I'm doing it again, but I'm really thankful for all the listeners. Uh, really thankful for the people who continue to send messages or call and say, I love this podcast. I love getting that feedback. I know you do as well. So anytime you, you, Finish a podcast, and you really enjoyed it, uh, and and w- that helps us pass that on to the person we're interviewing as well. Yeah, uh, they love hearing that feedback too. Yeah, on on to twenty twenty four. On to twenty twenty four, bro. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Same. All right, we'll see you guys uh soon.
2: See you guys soon.
0: Chateau Health and Wellness is a 16 bed treatment facility nestled in the foothills of the Wasatch Mountains in Midway, Utah chateau's first responder resiliency program is designed to treat the unique challenges and issues that first responders encounter in the course of their careers chateau's comprehensive and highly individualized approach to treatment addresses more than just the presenting issues it addresses the why each of their seasoned trauma trained and culturally competent therapists utilize evidence-based specialized therapies to treat trauma at its core and enable clients to begin the healing process while developing a resilient and healthy relationship with stress. Chateau Health and Wellness is trusted by departments and agencies from around the country to treat responders and veterans. In fact, it is one of only a handful of facilities nationwide that is vetted and approved to treat members of the Fraternal Order of Police. For more information or to speak to a representative, Go to ChateauRecovery.com or call 888 507 5031.